Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz? Where leaders and hands-on experts in AI and automation share how they have turned hype into outcome. I'm your host, Andreas Welch, and if you would like to stay current on running AI in business, make sure to sign up for my newsletter at intelligence-briefing.com. Today, we'll talk about why your AI project needs a pathfinder and what that even is. And who better to talk to about it than someone who's been championing that term for quite a while? Vijay Yadav. Hey, Vijay, thank you so much for joining. Hi, Andreas. Happy to be here. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do? Um, Vijay Yadav. I am uh, leading the data science team at uh, Merck. Uh, I have uh, 20 plus experience in the data practice um, in different capacity. Uh, my specialization is primarily into applying artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, in different business functions. And some of the solutions uh, I led, some of them definitely have been successful. Some of them not so successful and some of them, you know, out of failure. And, you know, going through that journey, I think there's quite the amount of learning and I'm happy to be here to share some of my learning with your audience. Um, That's so awesome. Thank you so much. And I, I must say it takes a lot of confidence uh, to, to, to say, yeah, there are things that have been somewhat successful and others that might not have been successful or not successful at all, right? We, we all love to talk about the, the successes, so I commend you for, for, for that. And thanks for being so open and, and sharing your learnings with us. Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, so... To you in, in the audience, if you're just joining the stream, drop a comment in the chat um, of where, you know, maybe you have um, had a need for a Pathfinder or have been, been looking for a Pathfinder if, if the going got tough in a project. Um, but Vijay, should we play a little game to kick things off? What do you sure. think? Yeah. Perfect. So the game is called In Your Own Words. When I hit the buzzer, the wheels will start spinning. And when they stop, you'll see a sentence. And I'd like you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. And why? In your own words. And to make it a little more interesting, you'll only have 60 seconds for your answer. Um, and, and to those of you watching us live, drop your answer in, in the chat. Uh, and, and why? So, Vijay, are you ready for What's the Buzz? Yes, I am. Perfect. Great. Then let's get started. If AI were a book, what would it be? 60 seconds, go. All right. AI were a book, what would it be? I would say um, AI cannot replace the human empathy. And the reason being is that, you know, no matter how much we, um, you know, make AI intelligent, um, the human empathy is something that is comes in the value that we uh, we have in ourselves, right? So anytime a decision is being made, um, the human empathy is part of that decision-making process. And it's a critically important. And you can call it ethical side or other way around, but I think um, AI definitely cannot replace the human empathy. And that's a critical piece that I think going forward um, is, is uh, important to keep in mind. Uh, hopefully that answered that question. Sounds great. So with 
the icebreaker out of the way, let's move to uh, to the real meat of, of uh, our session. You know, I, I heard you say, um, you know, some things have worked really well, some have been more challenging, um, and others you've run in, into more challenges. So I'm, I'm really curious, what have you seen be the most common challenge uh, when you run an AI project? Yeah, I think that's a, a critical question. So I would say, and is that, um, you know, the impact on, on the AI projects on people. So think, mm -hmm. let's understand what happens in the real world, right? So anytime we implement the AI solution, um, it is going to change the way people are working um, or the way um, they can perceive it as a threat. Um, so how do we handle that? And if that is not really taken into account, and I can't emphasize enough how important that element is that you got to be able to understand the impact of AI project and manage it well right from the beginning. What I'm talking about is the change management around the people. Now, you normally, a project, uh, what I've seen is that is not even to, to start with, right? Just excited about the AI project, let's go and implement it. And that resistance from change, right? When that many people are getting impacted. And so how do we influence that element of that? And it goes beyond an individual like me or anybody who's leading the project. It goes beyond this fear of influence that we have on those people. So how do we extend that fear of influence, taking my extension? And that's what I call a pathfinder. Those are the people who basically extend the the sphere and influence. So the the key challenge that you are trying to do is that how do we manage the change around impact of AI projects on people? And it is normally uh, underestimated, but to me, I think that is a very critical factor um, to take care of that. Thanks for sharing. Um... So what, what types of, of issues or challenges do you, do you see when it comes to change and to your point where, where Pathfinder can, can help? So think about, so, um, you know, when somebody is getting changed, you know, we're changing their way of working. Registering to change is really the key, right? Sometimes they might get threatened by, you know, how then, you know, skill set is getting challenged, right? Uh, AI system is recommending something, a decision-making process, right? All throughout the life, humans have made the decisions on, you know, whatever the business decision they are taking. Now that is getting challenged by the AI uh, project. So most likely the challenge would be, will they adopt it? Right. Think about the, the end of the day, AI project is going to deliver the value. If it is not getting adopted, then there's no value to basically drive. As yes. simple as that, right? So will that be adopted? Um, you don't take care of that, that element of that. So how do we convince people that it is how it's going to help them um, in their life, whatever they're trying to do, or what outcome is going to drive in as part of the solution, right? But I think influencing them and getting their buy-in, the user of the you know, system, are the senior leaders, right? And I can tell you that sometimes when AI projects impacting downstream, the senior leaders are impacted by that as well, right? So 
um, that element. So I think those are some of the challenges that, that comes into the play. Thanks for sharing. Um, now, you know, what I find really interesting and why I'm so excited to have you on today is that you are a data science manager, you are a practitioner, and typically I feel, you know, we as, as people in the technology space, we, we get so excited about technology and, and everything that it enables us to do that we a lot of times lose focus of why we're actually doing it, right? And, and, and so I feel if we just focus on, on technology so much, these, these types of initiatives or projects are usually doomed to fail. Um, so I think you already touched on that, on that people aspect um, quite a bit. But I'm, I'm wondering two things. One is if you're in the audience and you have a question, now is a good time to put it in the chat um, while we have VJ here. And the other one is you, you've talked about Pathfinder as a, as a way and as a person to help influence others and, and help them show the way and, and get that buy-in support. Where have you seen that be successful and, and what's worked particularly well in, in that case? Yeah, sure. So let me uh, touch base on, on the technology element that you talked about. We data people normally come with the technology background, most of us, right? So we are very excited and, you know, everything we're thinking in the technology time. But my experience tell me that technology is just, just a very small part of that. I think the bigger piece is two things. Number one is the business outcome that we are trying to drive the solution, right? So rather than focusing on technology, got to be able to understand and define what business outcome it is going to drive. If you just cannot put your finger on the business outcome, you better don't do AI project. As simple as that. End of the day, if you're not driving the outcome, it is going to fail and you're not going to get the credit for what you basically anticipated, right? It's critically important. The second element I would say is the, the, the people side. People make things happen. They can make it fail and they can make it successful. As simple as that. Anybody else, anything else is a secondary factor. People are the one going to make it success or failure. Whether those people are the people who are decision makers, are the user of the system, or just because being in an environment, it could be a political or any other region, um, you know, they are the one going to do that. So you got to be able to understand, and also the people who are part of your team as well, right? right. They are the one be part of that question as well. So I think everywhere, the people aspect, I think you got to be able to pay more attention to, to those elements. I would say business outcome and people aspect, if you can take that in, in different dimensions, mm -hmm. that can give a high level of success uh, in that aspect. So, I mean, as, as leaders, we have, have already a, a certain positional power, if you will, in an organization. Um, but also when we lead teams or we lead uh, organizations or, or, or units, right? Not everybody in that team or in that organization has that same positional power. How do you help your, your team members embrace that same spirit and go look for, for pathfinders and sensitize them to collaborate and, and find the way right, through um, that, that individual that can influence, even, even if they don't have that positional power, but they know the person that seems to be holding things up or then has that's a stronger cool. opinion that somebody else listens to. I mean, that's a really critical point, Andrea. So I would say that any organization has a formal structure, right? You start with the CEO at the next level and next level, and that's how the hierarchy is defined. 
But let me tell you, in the real world, there's a different organizational structure that's taking place. That is a very informal network of people who are kind of linked together. Um, they listen to each other. And that is when the real decisions are made, right? And, you know, sometimes you feel like, you know, decisions coming in the hierarchical structure formally is defined, but in the real world, informally decision being made. And there's a nick that is being made and different small group of people that are coming together basically to make that. So you've got to be able to break in that network of people. If you understand it, that, that is where the influence is. As a leader, you should be able to break in into that piece, maybe one or two person who can be your voice in that decision-making bodies, right? We have a limited um, influence in terms of our circle. Um, how do we extend that? You need to find in that small informal network of people, you need to find the change agent, people who are passionate about data, people who are passionate about AI. If you can get that and you can break into that network, you have a big support there, right? So we, and I have several examples. I'm happy to share some of the examples where it, it came to the survival of the project. And if, if I didn't take that to the, the pathfinder, the project was almost about to get canceled. Right? So it is critically important that as a leader, you got to be able to understand the informal structure where you can have and understand who are people who are calling sorts influence that they have on the larger audience, they can be your champion, right, on your behalf. When someone speaks on your behalf, you have a more credibility to that rather than you trying to promote yourself, right, you have the story. So those are some of the very elements that, that has to happen. And I can tell you that does not happen by accident, right? I just cannot go on one day and start trying to find the, you know, pathfinder. As a leader, this is what you need to build as part of your network in any organization to be successful. It takes time. It takes investment basically to build that. And that is really, to me, I think secret recipe to success when you're trying to make a change at that large scale. It sounds like that's actually something you need to do from day one on as a leader um, to, to determine who are the pathfinders, who are the, the, the people that have, you know, influence or, or whose word carries a certain weight with with others yeah absolutely that's the point i'm trying to make as a leader you got to be right from the beginning and i cannot take a project if i can't find something i understand that i can't have the influence and i can tell you that i have yet to find a single project where i did things went this smooth and there was no resistance and there was no struggles to do that i have yet to find i have not done it any of those right so I am literally anticipating that peace coming my way and I'm prepared right from the beginning till the end that is goes into the peace. So I think you have to plan for it rather than try to figure things out when things are about to, you know, hit the ceiling. In a room full of people, how do you make out who's the, who's the pathfinder? What do they do? How, how even, even if you're not part of that group, what is it about them? Uh, when I joined in, in New York, Nigeria, I think my six months Time. This is what I'm trying to find out, talking with the people. And you can really feel it just by the mindset. Someone, when you talk to, how passionate are they about, about the change, about the data, about the technology, right? Um, you know, the value that you're going to deliver, they are not the one directly responsible for the sponsorship or for your project, but they have someone who are passionate about that and they want to be part of the success. The very key thing is, 
everybody wants success, right? If you can bring someone to be part of that and they have a bigger influence, they will love to be part of that even though the project is not directly impacting them. I, I think, you know, with the last few questions, we've also hit on what uh, Jesse was asking. Uh, what are your best suggestions for gaining major buy-in from stakeholders? And Carla was asking how to deal with that one person that's there at enterprise end-to-end -end AI solutions. Um, I see there's one question from, from Mike that I would like to, to pick up here. Um, and, and that is with Pathfinder, is it good to focus on a central unified strategy to harmonize the team's vision? And do you think KPIs are a good uh, measure uh, for success towards this? So I would say the, the, the centralized, but also I will go where, you know, the AI is something you take the big bang theory and implement to make the change, right? So I, I would I would be focused on where the, the value, the outcome, and the place where we can make the, the bigger impact, right? So it, you do want to have a bigger picture strategy in mind, but I think when we need to go and get the success, you want to focus where we can deliver the value, right? Other element is really as part of that, right? So think about why someone would be part of your, your journey. What is in for them, right? Are you doing something that can make them successful? Whatever the role they are in. So if you can pick up uh, someone who is really a pathfinder, passionate about things, maybe you start a project for him or herself um, and, and start a small with that one. And once that person sees the success, now they are your champion, right? So I think organically you want to go and working with the people and you build your, your, your network of people who can be your influencer in the larger uh, uh, scale. Uh, hopefully that I answered that question. Thank you. We're coming up close to the end of the show. So Vijay, I was wondering if you could summarize the top three takeaways for our audience today. Um, number one takeaway I talked about earlier is the people. Please be focused on people. Understand People involvement in every part of that, whether they're part of your team or they're part of the business or part of the people, the users uh, or the decision maker, you got to be able to understand every stakeholder. So what I'm suggesting is the stakeholder analysis really could be um, to do that. That's number one. They can make it fail or succeed depending upon how you handle it. Number two. Two things would be, I would say that no AI project can succeed if you do not deliver the business outcome. Technology is just one piece of it. Business outcome, is that's what it is specifically is going to drive. And number three, I, I, would, I would say is, if you want AI project to be successful, a data leader, you want to be shaping the thinking of the people, right? How do we show them a success? When people see the success, that is one they basically get a buy-in. So I'm trying to see how can we change the culture, the shape of the people, you know, shaping the thinking, digital mindset, what data can do for them, right? So I think the whole culture piece um, and awareness, um, you know, seeding the value of data and showing the successes and building the partnership and allyship, I think that would make, uh, you know, AI initiative successful. Awesome. Thank you so much for the wrap-up. I think there was an excellent session and I hope uh, you in, in the audience feel the same way. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here and happy to share. Thank you so much for joining and learning with us. 
See you next time for another round of the intelligence briefing, What's the Buzz?